What's up, everybody? On this episode of the Boston Ski Party, we welcome Benjamin Fresco back to the studio. Ben is the marketing and product manager at Elan USA, and he came down to Boston to discuss the latest and greatest from Elan, the new Playmaker series. If you haven't heard, the Elan Playmaker 91 and Playmaker 101 are a brand new series of freeride twin-tip skis that will be part of the 2023-2024 Elan skis lineup. It's one of the skis our test team here at TSM is most excited about for the upcoming winter. So it's dope we got to have a nice discussion with Ben about this new product. Ben does a great job of explaining to us the quote-unquote why of the new family of skis. We've seen Elan crush it in almost every category over the past five years, but if there's been one hole in their lineup, it's definitely the all-mountain, free-ridey, freestyle category, which now the new playmaker looks to fill that hole. Fresco gives us a nice little breakdown of the thought that leads up to a brand like Elan dipping their toes into a new project like Playmaker. Really then from there, figuring out how to actually develop the new product. Fresco takes us through it from start to finish, from naming and prototyping to finally the final product, the Playmaker series. Always good times with Ben. See what I did there? And we were super stoked to have him back in the studio for a second time. Enjoy the show. Holler. Is what it is, man. Is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It's cheap too. Duskymaster.com. So this is not our normal configuration. I feel like a little. I feel a little. Are your ears producey. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little producey right now. I'm just checking the levels, see if they're uh, up to up to uh, the right the right height on the on the roadcaster. Dude, my my mouth is killing me. From the, what did you have done at the Nothing. Dance? They just cleaned me out. Good. They gutted me. <laughs> and then, like, I got, like, my, my tooth patched the last time I was in there because it popped off from all those years ago when I jumped off that cliff and then the patch fell off. Mm-hmm. So they repatched it and, like, they a were like... tooth patch? Yeah. So we are at Lake George and there was, this, there was this cliff, dude, that, like, Bo, Bo was like, hey, like, it was it was Log, log Bay Day. It was, like, the weekend that they do. And essentially <laughs> they're like... He's like, hey, like before we go over to like this party where everyone can tie up, like, do you want, do you want guys want to jump off some cliffs? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah, well, why not? You know. So we, we, we. Uh, he's telling George. George is driving. He's like, hey, this is where we're gonna go. It's got this little cove. It's super deep. I'll, I'll direct you. So, you know. So George is blasting over there, and then we get there, and I'm, and it's like this cove. And I'm, I'm like, what's the depth finder say, George? He's what was it, like 250 feet or something crazy. Yeah. It was like so deep. I'm like, these can't be that deep. And Bo's like, oh yeah, Steve, everyone jumps off. These, off so these we boats. couldn't put it in an anchor, so I had to stay with the boat. Yeah. So <laughs> George will miss the jump. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna float. Uh, you guys go in. So, it was so, a big jump. So we, we go in and uh, we climb up and we find, we get to this first level and it's like me, Bo, his couple buddies, and then like three or four other girls that have all they're all from the lake, so they all have done this a bunch of times. Yeah. So we get up to like this level where we're gonna jump, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is fine. This is totally fine. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is no problem. They're like, oh no, this is where the girls jump. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm like, obviously this is where the girls jump. Like, duh. Yeah. And so, so we, we went up to like the top and they're like, all right, this is it. And I, honestly, dude, it was like, I'm like, this is not, this is not possible. Like, we, like you can't, you can't jump off this. Like it's a mound of dirt that you have to back up run. There's a couple saplings that are like kind of sticking out diagonally that you have to like clear the saplings and then you get into like, Oh, there now I'm over the, over the top and there I, I can see the water now. And I thought they were joking at first. And then Bo just explains like, no, I hit this mound right here, jump over those trees and you're clear. And I was like, 
yeah, okay, dude. And he was like, and he just runs and jumps. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then his other buddy ran and like did something like off it because they've done it like a hundred yeah. times. And I'm like, oh my God. Here we go. Like, we have to do it, dude. We have to do it. And I, I, I was like, I oh, don't this is too high. I, I like, I thought about backing out, you know? And then like you hear down low, you know, like, and like the lower, like, are you going to go? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> are you going to jump? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to jump. And obviously I ran and jumped and literally like it was one of those, you're in the air for too long where it's not like, ah, splash. It's like, ah, oh my God. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the air. Like this is so stupid. And when I hit the water, I must've hit like on an angle like this. It was like, oh. and, yeah. and so I came up. And I kind of got to the shore and I swam to the boat and I was like, and it was like, you can kind of feel the cool air. I'm like, like, wow, that feels really weird. (laughs) And I was like, Georgia, is something wrong with my tooth? And like half of my tooth gone, popped off, just gone. At the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't find it. (laughs) And so like, and I'm obviously like, oh my God, is this bad? Do I have to, we have to go to the, like, what do we do? And like, we ended up partying the whole day and. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, yeah, obviously we went yeah, to a lot of yeah. And then when we got back, um, you know, when we left, uh, uh, um, uh, fuck Lake George the next day, I went, I went back into the dentist and they're like, what did you do? And I obviously told them that story in a much shortened version. And, and they're like, yeah, so it's going to be like 850 bucks. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like you guys ski or <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to yeah. make a trade or you guys got kids and they patched it up and she's like, it's only going to last like eight to 10 years, maybe yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll just do it. Like I can't walk around with a half yeah, a tooth. Right. And yeah. And then literally last year I went to the, our new dentist here in Boston and yeah. he's like, you uh, missing a half of your tooth back here. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, half of the patch is gone. He's like, does that hurt? I'm like, kind of, but I, it's always felt that way. Got it. So I don't even notice it. And he's like, like hot well, and cold should, doesn't go right to the nerve. Well, no, I, I probably enamel probably built it up a little bit. Got it. And he's like, we should probably get that fixed, huh? And I was like, I guess. And so when he fixed it last year, which is what they did today, they're like trimming it down. He, when he put it, a new patch on, like, he's like, it might feel weird. And literally it felt like I had like a double tooth. Built, built, it, <laughs> built it way up. <laughs> it felt like I had like a double tooth. So you're like, like, wow. Like, <laughs> I was so used to not being in there. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it felt really weird. So obviously today they're like, you know, trimming it down yeah, yeah. a little bit. And you're like, I, I can barely... <clears throat> function and i just had a toasted sandwich right afterwards so oh. so here we are what should i do here should i go to the, just pour bush <laughs> pour, pour a bunch of bush light on it the two of you need to be careful when you're around water and dude. boats dude was that the same summer i lost my tooth no was that the you bit mm. the rope no that wasn't the same summer different because, summer no because that was the summer we were on winnipesaukee when i lost my tooth and we were on um on, oh yeah on when you lost yours yeah 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 i still i still here george will call me so she call, call my phone you got to see this photo, dude. This is what comes up every time he calls me. Ready? This was the, this was the night, like that night afterwards. He's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> I mean, it's a that's great a, That's a keeper, though. Yeah. It's a great It's like a Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he was in good spirits. Hammered. A lot yeah. of bush light. No, it wouldn't have been bush light then. It was Bud Light, yeah. Bud Light that day. Yeah, About thirty of them, silky by smooth. myself. <laughs> Oof. You guys drinking, or I got my own thirty. <laughs> I go into the <clears throat> after like the tooth escapes my body, and uh, we you know rush to shore, 
um, go over to the dentist, which wasn't far away. Friend gave me a ride over there. And I walk in there, no shirt on, wet board shorts. And like, ah, sir, we close. And I'm like, my fucking tooth <laughs> fell out of my, and they're like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, my fucking tooth fell out of my head. I need a new tooth. And then they're like, oh my God, you have a nerve. And then they patched me all up. Oh. And then uh, I got a root canal the next morning. Like You, a, you had that metal post for a couple of days, didn't you? Well, like, so right afterwards, I don't remember what it looked like right away but like we went to that starbucks up in chelmsford and i was trying to like order it without showing my teeth i was like oh yeah no grande ice coffee <laughs> and then she's like i'm sorry what george and you know she had regulars there or whatever and she's like what'd you say i was like ah my fucking tooth fell out of my head ah fucking <laughs> I, feel, I feel like trying to mask it yeah, yeah. it's it actually worse because it's worse you look it's really hard to talk like this yeah yeah that was a that was a wild day that was a wild day yeah. So two lost tooths. And uh, yeah, that was a weird. I didn't really intend on telling that story. But Ben, what's up, dude? <laughs> ben Fresco. <I'm> back. <laughs> back. Back on the pod. Back yeah. on the podcast. Happy to see you guys. What's up, man? It's um, nice to be seen. So, dude, you guys have a new ski that is now out to the world. Yes, it is. Not out for purchase, but out to the world. We were going to talk about it the last time you were here, but we decided to kind of hold back because you guys weren't ready to kind of release it. Yep. Um, so yeah, man, it's the new Playmaker series, which the, the, the logo, by the way, is fucking sick. It is sweet, right? Yeah. I mean, the ripstick one is sweet. The wingman one is sweet, but I think you guys outdid yourself here on the Playmaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it shows exactly how, what the ski was designed to do, right? The wave, the mountain, it's designed to be a surfy, like fun, playful item. Yeah. I mean, cause the, the current lineup that you have right now, obviously you guys are having insane success with it. I mean, we're having success with the Ski Monster. We can't be the only people having success. You guys are seeing insane sell-through with Ripstick and Wingman. But I think it was something, you know, well, there's a couple of skis that we can talk about that kind of fill this void in this particular part of the market. And now you guys are a player in it, no pun intended. But, like, you guys basically have put Playmaker in a place in your lineup that was already, like, a huge, you know, gaping hole. And this kind of feels like that more fun-ish kind of freestyle-y all-mountain vibe that, like, Ripstick can do but isn't what it's, like, built for. Sure. No, Ripstick is definitely more of a – it's hard to think of it as a ski that charges because it's so easy to ski. Yeah. But you can really push it. Um, but it does not do some of the things that Playmaker does, right? Playmaker being a, a, a free-ride twin ski is definitely a lot looser. Um, the tip and tail are a lot easier to get out and play on. And you definitely drive it from a different position. So, um, yeah, we looked at the lineup. It feels like we looked at the lineup two or three years ago and identified this hole in the... Yeah, yeah it was we, like, hey, we literally what? talked about this, I think it was three years ago, right? We went up to their office, and I remember you and Maturo were just like, what, is, do we have a hole here? Yeah. Like, cool, you guys are into wingman, it's successful, you're into ripstick, here's what we're doing moving forward. What are we missing? And obviously not a huge part of the market, but I remember us being like that kind of hundred millimeter wasted playful turned up tail. Like that would be something you guys could do. And then and yeah, it, here we go. It turns out that it is a, a sizable part of the market, right? Like every major brand has this ski covered. Um, we didn't, but we weren't confident that we had the voice, right? Because we, right. you know, we've been on a growth um, spurt for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, we, I think part of the reason that, we've been growing is because we know what our customer looks like and we keep our story simple ripstick wingman wildcat and stay in our lane um but thanks to 
some uh, suggestion. It was like, no, you guys have the voice to you know show us what you can do here. Yeah. You know, we if if you made this product, um, we'd like to buy it from you. So that's how we got here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and we saw it early from another brand. We'll just bring it up because we're going to talk about it. Is is the Ben Chetler 100, right? Yep. So, like, that particular ski, you know, filled, I think, the void that we're talking about. But what was weird as a retailer, and and, and you guys feel free to hop in, is, like, it was weird because you couldn't really compare it to anything else when you're kind of at the point of purchase, right? Someone's like, oh, I want a ski that feels like this. And then you try to describe to them, like, what the Ben Chetler 100 is. And you're like, like, oh, what else would you recommend? And you're like... That's it. I mean, there's other skis, right? For sure. But like, it kind of was like in its own weird little category without like a direct, like absolute direct competitor that didn't lean too freestyle or didn't lean too like, oh, I'm a powder ski. It was like this all mountain freestyle feel that you can kind of ski whatever, but it's just more fun. Yep. And it was tough to like, and which is why they've sold so many. I mean, we've sold tons of them. And like, I'm sure everyone else is too. Like that Adventure 100, like I think, and you guys are, are now a player in that in that particular space is like there is clearly a demand for a ski like that um more so than i probably thought to be honest with you yeah. well yeah i mean that stat that we just learned in utah last week the bent 100 is the number one ski globally yep for a time isn't that fucking insane it, isn't that kind of wild it is it, it absolutely is but we had seen some data a couple of years ago and that's when it was really insane. It was like, oh my God, this was the number five ski at the yeah. time. And like a Blizzard yeah. Rustler was in there somewhere. And it was just like shocker that this ski was <clears> one <throat> of the highest volume skis in the North American market. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It, it does. I mean, it does now that we've been selling it for the X amount of years now. Cause like, I see why, <laughs> because anyone that you can sell it, anyone that would, would want to ski on it. And then anyone that you decide to sell it to or help guide in that direction, you know, they're going to have a good time. Yep. You know, the skis are going to ski great. They look cool. They look maybe cooler than another ski that's like more of like a dad graphic, which people are like, I don't want to, I don't want like that. I want it to look this way. And obviously now the data you can differentiate with a Ben for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I think now, now that with Playmaker and Armada with their new ARV 100, yeah. I think a lot of people like, well, to your point, Ben, you said like a lot of people were playing in that space, but, sure, but, but now people are actually building products that are a little bit more serious. Yep. Because of they're seeing the, the numbers that yeah. uh, and, and there's a category now, like yeah. you said. I mean, you've got other brands like yourself, like you know, Armada with that new 100, a um, couple other brands as well. So now it, I mean, I think it's good. Now it's not just like the bent and nothing else. Now there's a full category where you can walk in and talk about, even if you're just referencing, hey, what does Playmaker compare to? You know, at least there's some references there now that people probably know about. And so let's 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 dive into like Playmaker as the ski because we we're very well versed in in, in what you guys have been building right because we're you know a byproduct of the success of Ripstick which is great hopefully Ripstick is a byproduct of the success of Ski Monster so it plays off each other yeah for sure but like the cool thing about the Ripstick is just the, the the construction of the ski like what goes into it and what makes it great so when you guys as a company were thinking about hey let's 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 come up with a new series but we don't want to lose our dna of what's got us here like walk us through that so when we when we looked at um design of the ski there's a couple things we didn't want to do we didn't want to interfere with ripstick at all right so we gave it to different footprints that sit right in between like 96 and 106 88 and 96 um so that was one thing that we knew that we had to do um but the things that we wanted to do that we knew that worked like carbon tubes, tube light wood core, um, things that really ski well. It was, okay, how can we adapt this to work 
uh, in a way that we want the ski to ski. So that's that was like, can we tell a consistent story with this ski as well? Knowing that this is how we separate ourselves as a brand from a lot of other skis in the market. Um, so tube light wood core, uh, carbon rods. And then we looked at other things that were, that were working for us when we launched the Ripstick Tour series, right? That 3D shape not only looked cool, but when Plate called, he said, hey, this ski is standing up really, really well to abuse. So he said, I think it's a really durable way. This, this uh, 360 sidewall in the shape seems to be working. Um, so we said, okay, there's two consistent things here, but now how do we give it a different personality? And it's, um, let's not make it left-right. Let's not use different construction on the inside and outside edge. Um, because when we talk to you guys, we talk to skiers, we talk to athletes, yep. it was like, eh, you know, I, I like how this works on a directional ski, but for a ski that's designed to be extremely playful that you can get out on the tip and tail, um, that should feel a lot looser and a lot less precise, like don't do it. Yep. So, so, <clears throat> and it, do, and it does. Um, so, uh, you mentioned it, so I want to talk about it because it's kind of a fun waste with because no one's really doing it. So, like the 91, 101 are, and correct me if I'm wrong, those are the first two, right? Yes. Okay. So, we'll just say 91, 101, um, and everyone has 100. People are at 90. I mean, it's kind of like a fun thing to be the kind of the first to like sure introduce i mean it's just waste with but it, it is something for someone that sells skis all the time talking about like well what's the waste you're like so it's all 90 well no it's 91 or it's a 101 um so the thought process into that uh, is it, it just to differentiate in the marketplace or is it to like hey like you know um <laughs> this one millimeter makes a big difference differentiate it in the marketplace <laughs> but differentiate it within our collection yeah because of, because of where the ripsticks fall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 96 and 106. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it was very important because those skis work really well. We didn't want there to be any confusion. Um, and like, well, are the, are these the same type of skis? Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're clearly not once you get on it, but it's, you know, certainly a, on a global level, it looks like just another fat ski that, that the Americans want. Yeah. Um, and it's not right. It's a, well, yeah, it's, a, gonna, it's a category that really works. I was going to ask you about that. If you got, a, if you guys got a little bit of pushback from, a little bit there, you know, other markets don't necessarily need wide as many wide skis as we do, yeah. you know, where 96 right. to hundred is the, is the number one selling waste width in, in North America. Um, you know, if you talk to central Europe, it's completely opposite, right? They want skis that are narrow skis that you drive skis that are extremely precise. You know, they think more like a BMW than an F250. Yeah. So, um, there's a little bit of pushback, um, but there was some really open minds to it as well. Um, You've met a lot of the people that are behind the design, and they're young. They yeah. they saw yeah. the opportunity for this and and how to differentiate a, a product within the the Elon collection and make it distinctly Elon. Yeah, well, I mean, and and just from a, a graphic standpoint too. So you, you do the waist with which is which is awesome, but the skis like, I mean, how they look is is pretty cool. It's also a little different from different. Elon, yeah. in a weird way. It, it is Elon, but it's like, it's not. Yep. Like, especially in the 101, I, I remember when you guys were, when you were showing us, um, you know, the, the the digital printouts, like when you're kind of like talking about graphics and that was, I'm not sure when that was, last year sometime. Last March. Yeah, yes, yeah, yep. last, yeah, March. And uh, and then you, like, you showed, like, it was like the white with the pink and like the, how it was all, I was like, dude. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Yep. Everyone, it was a consensus yeah. in the room. Everyone was like, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. No, the ski was, it's a statement for our line for sure. So, you know, we wanted to make it a statement ski. And 
what better way to do that than neon pink? Yeah. No, the neon pink is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that was really cool when we were in Slovenia in September, then to see kind of, you know, you'd showed us graphics on your computer and printouts, but when we were there to see kind of the behind the scenes of how the designers came up with it yep. and like laid out the mood boards and stuff like that, it was, it was really sick. And it would, I think we were excited about it because not that there's anything wrong with the existing you know, Alon graphics and stuff, but it was something new, something exciting. Like you said, there was a lot of, you know, newer, younger people involved in this project in like a little bit, little bit of a way for you guys to be different from what you've been doing. Sure. Which is cool. Sure. I think the, that the Ripstick customer and the Playmaker customer maybe have some graphic choice, uh, graphic tastes that are different. Yep. So I think you're talking about too, the, the video yes. with, the, with the spray painting, Clarissa yeah. and Luca. Yeah. Yeah. It's rad, right? Yeah. The, Loved it. Yeah. And that is both of the, their, amazing to work with right they're extremely talented um not only from a design standpoint but from a product management standpoint like you know clarissa especially she's the one like she's managing that project through real time okay i'm just kind of a voice that she talks to in in the united states but um having you know young fresh thought that not only knew how the ski should look but what the marketing that supports it should also look like yeah Yeah. so and for the people that are listening to this, because we're kind of just like talking about our personal experience. Yeah. So when we, when we were in Slovenia, Ben did a, uh, an awesome presentation on Playmaker before anyone could, before we could really talk about it at the international sales meeting. Um, and the art that went into like making the graphic, it was like this video montage and it was fucking so cool. Yeah. It, it like, it like drew you, you were captivated by yeah. it. it. It was, it was really rad. I mean, and also Ben, like you, you were right at home up there with your Steve Jobs earpiece and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah I've got some experiences. <laughs> in that thing. I, I, can't, I can't remember. Did, you didn't lead off. Did you? No, he was very last. Yeah. Dead last. I can't remember, I can't yeah. remember yeah. The, the order of operations. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're dead last. Yep. I just remember that video being like, uh, that was really cool. Yep. Yeah. It's an opportunity too. the, the, that design video is one. And then just the, the skiers that we're able to use the, you know, there's a, the hype video that shows it being used. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a market that is now interested in skiing on the skis. They like, there's kids in that 19 to 28 year old age group that were like, we know you make six skis, but you don't make a free ride twin. Um, you know, we had, a uh, girl that skis on the Freeride World Tour, Molly Armanino. She was like thrilled with the skis. Yeah. Like, hey, can you get some friends to ski on? I'm like, well, not really without a Freeride twin. Right. And then when we did this marketing shoot last year, the photography shoot that supports Playmaker, um, we got to work with uh, Bodie Barrett. I'm not sure if you saw the video that yeah. I posted yesterday, oh, yeah. but the, he's awesome. Um, super talented. It was like he was interested in things like Lib. And would not have ever thought like Alon would make a ski that would interested mm-hmm. interest him. And after three days of skiing on the thing, he was like, "Wow, I am yeah. I am shocked! Like the ski does exactly all the things that I'm looking for yeah. in a ski." Now, granted, that's like the aspirational side of it, right? There aren't very many people doing what he's doing with the, the doubles, like you know, skiing a double stage cliff at the top, hitting a wind lift, doing a double backflip, right, and then greasing a couple rails in the park, right. In a perfect world, that's what Playmaker was designed to do, yeah. at least on the aspirational side. Yeah. For for you and me in the fence posts, like just like a rad dad sliding around who wants like a cool young looking <laughs> yeah. twin tip. Yeah. Like that still performs when you want it to. Still performs, yeah. right? But what it's it's awesome that you say it that way because actually I was talking to Garrett last week about it and we were talking about skis. <clears throat> excuse me. And he was like, dude, like in Garrett 
works at Ski Monster. He's a producer of our podcast. He's not here today because he's on a family trip in Utah. Must be nice. But he basically was like, I never thought that I would want to ski on an Elan. Yep. And I'm like, I know. it's it's Because he's like, growing up, being a freestyle kid at Loon, yeah. like I wanted like, I was full tilt. I wanted lines. I wanted armadas. Like, Elan, fucking stupid. Or, you know, any race heritage brand. Yeah. I'm not skiing on that. Yep. You know, like, I, I want to ski on, like, what I think is rad. And and we were basically like, he's like, I don't know. And, and he's like, I don't know if people would, would think that a Playmaker 101 or 91 would be rad, you know, four years ago. Sure. You know, and so it, to your point, sure. you're like, hey, we just, now that we have a little bit of of excitement and energy behind the products that like you know we just currently built and are selling through so greatly like the playmaker ad just like it just takes the momentum and you can kind of just run with it yep yep especially in a year where there's not a lot of new skis right right blizzard rustlers new yep um but there's not any any big changes big shakeups in other brands lines so it comes at a good time for us too right timing yeah is, no, timing is a lot of this it, yeah. it is yeah. new yeah well new armadas and then new rustlers but Armada had ARVs. It's like, so I see what you're saying. Where, like, for you, oh, yes, there's like new rushers, new but this is a new category for a line. Family of Essentially, skis. yeah. Yep. And, and it complements um, what we have, right? We make great all mountain skis. Um, and it's a, all mountain's a weird term now, yeah. right? Like, we have it listed in our catalog as Wingman and Wildcat, which mm -hmm. is like 82 to 86. Right. A lot of people think a ripstick is all mountain, but it's like, it's this category that was just ripe for us. Yeah. Well, the yeah. all mountain thing is just, it's just that word is a product of like the industry yep. environment. Like, you know, we, as a group from retailers to, to manufacturers, to, to marketing firms. It's easy to say yes to. Is this everyone, mountain ski? Yeah, yes. yes it is. So like, it's ingrained in everyone's head. Like, so if someone comes yeah. to the ski wall, it's like, I'm looking for all mountain skis. Like we have those. You came to yeah. the right place. <laughs> yep. As far as your eye can see, dude, yep. all mountain skis. <laughs> but it's funny because like, that's literally still to this day, we've talked about this before, but like, that's the first thing people say. Yeah. If they don't know what they're looking for specifically or have kind of an idea, they're like, I'm looking for an all mountain ski. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, like it's, they want a, a ski that can do an awful lot. And like, technically you can use whatever ski right. anywhere. You could use a, a slalom ski wherever you could use a slalom ski in a powder day. It's not going to be the best, Yeah, but you can use it anywhere and everywhere. I mean, you used to ski race skis in the woods, right? Because, because there was no yeah. powder ski. There was no other option, yeah. Yeah, so that Trees was that are tight. freaking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These two sheets of TI are kicking my ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know we kind of glazed over it, but, you know, this, you know, it's interesting, especially from a, a consumer standpoint, because I think we're all guilty of it, but, like, you know, these are going to show up on a retailer's wall next fall. Yep. You know, so we're talking about going back three years to a conversation we had they, I'm sure you had with other people as well, but you guys seeing, hey, there's there's a hole in our lineup, starting that project to, you know, we skied a couple rounds of prototypes with you where you said last March, you already went out and shot the content for Playmaker. Yep. Last March. Uh, uh, April was the, the content shoot. So okay. between when we skied on the skis in March, which were, you know, a really traditional construction, and April, which is when we started playing with the 3d shape here okay they've like, come so far so from that far. prototype yep yeah yep. that the original prototype like <laughs> these guys yeah, are yeah. headed the wrong we would direction. not be having a podcast right now <laughs> <laughs> i almost brought them to remind you oh, where we should start, actually where be, yeah. started but yeah the 3d shape is is really important to how it functions right it's yeah. super stout stable platform underfoot but it feels like a noodle in the tip and tail which is what makes it playful yeah 
Yeah, but that that timeline is is I think like I said, I think a lot of people take it for granted where this is three plus years, you know, before before anybody, you know, even us knew that okay, this thing was done. You guys are shooting content, you know. Then that's April. We go to Slovenia, September. They show us, the, you know, the video that you guys went out and shot. And then all of a sudden, you know, this stuff's going to be used come fall for for consumers when the skis show up in shops. So it's like, you know, I think a lot of people might take for granted the the amount of time that goes by between, you know, the ideation of this to you know concepts all the way through it showing up in the store. It's like, yeah, it's two skis, but it's three years of work. Yep. When you when you guys, <clears throat> yeah, excuse me, when you guys were like, okay, we're gonna build this family of skis, we're gonna be in this category, we're gonna play in this category. And you kind of like start to develop your kind of your, your storyboard thought process. Was it like, uh, okay, this is what, how we want the skis to feel? Or was it going to be like the name of this project is Playmaker. Let's build a Playmaker. Uh, so that's a big part of the story, actually. So we had two names, okay? And you know, Jeff Matura and I had been talking about this back and forth. And yep. We had Playmaker and we had Primetime mm-hmm. as names. Mm-hmm. And we were really in love with Primetime. Um and then, or that's, this was December of like, are you, are you, are you thinking name. Coach? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were thinking Coach Prime. It's such a mature, mature name. <laughs> but, it's, but it was, uh, we had the two names, um, and really Playmaker lent itself to this ski, and yeah. Primetime lent itself to what has become Primetime, right? Yeah. That, that piece-specific carving ski. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, naming is the worst part if you can get... 51% of people to not hate it, you've done a great job. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I just, it, it sounds like one of those, like, the reason why I ask that question is because, like, when you, like, hear, like, new name, logo, whatever, it seems like one of those names where, like, you put up on, like, a, a whiteboard and you're, like, playmaker, like, let's build, let's fucking build that. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. Versus, like, oh, let's build a 100 millimeter wasted mm-hmm. all mountain right. freestyle ski and let's, oh, man, we got to name this thing. Yeah. yeah. I, so that's why I, I was curious. No, the, the product definitely, the idea for the product definitely came first and the, the prototypes, um, the first round of prototypes were built before it was actually named. Right. But they happened really close together and it's, you know, it was not a not a mistake, but it's like one of those things. It's like, ooh, this worked out for the best. Yeah. When, now, when you got those prototypes, like the ones that we skied and yep. the other ones that you were making, like, did you find <clears throat> that you made them a little too soft? Did, did they get as you kind of like skied on them and got more feedback? Did they get more stout as as the time went on? Yes. Okay. Yes, they started out really really soft, and that's when we were benchmarking again against other skis, right? We had, we had a bent Shetler in yeah. the past, a bent, bent 100. Um, we had a Black Crows Atris and a Camox. Camox. Yeah, Camox. That's their like 90-ish yep. foot. Yep. You know, so we had some skis that, you know, we had access to. We knew skied well. We knew that were priced right. Um, and it was like, okay, we're at least in the right direction. We're checking the shape. Is mm-hmm. it the right shape? Is this something that we can work with? And then the next generation, it got the 3D, which really changed the ride quality. But we were still playing with the, what's inside, and yep. some with carbon rods, some without, um, and that's where the the personality of the ski really changed. Though yeah. it was between that first one and the first round of three D yeah. prototypes, so there was another round in there. Yeah, because I mean, we I mean, we just touched on it, but it was a it was a wild difference. Yeah, yeah, especially so, going to like the, the closer to the final product. Actually, in the photo shoot, some of those skis, um, they are one hundred and one wasted, but they're the green color. Some of them have carbon rods. Some yeah, of them don't because so that thing was actually t- kind of twofold: was collecting feedback and seeing out sh- actually how it performed. Yep, um, and it, w- it just works out that like 
Skis with carbon rods do ski better. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's different. I mean, you just walked through that process. Like you guys had the, you know, the, the name and the graphics pretty early on before the ski was done versus, you know, we've dealt with other companies who ski is done, but now it's, now it's graphic time or name, you know, or, 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 names, <coughs> or, like, or so. in, we're doing a few names. And you're like, <clears throat> yeah. And I think that, that part's also interesting where, you know, is it, you know, Hey, we already have trademarked this handful of names and naming is so difficult or, you know, some people go the other direction. They're just like, let's get the ski done. Let's make sure everybody loves how this thing skis and then we'll figure out how it looks and what to call it. Sure. You know? Um, so that's just interesting, you know, how some brands do it, do it differently. Well, I also think it's probably just, it's situational. I, I, I think sometimes like a shape or, you know, idea of what the ski should feel like comes to someone and they're like, all right, let's build it. And then like, it could suck, but they're like, oh shit, like we caught lightning in a bottle here. Now we have to actually like right. market, like how yeah. do we market this? Yeah. Or in this particular case, you know, you have like a an, an, an apostrophe, and you're like, "Playmaker's a sick ass name." Yep. Let's let's, let's build a ski named Playmaker. <laughs> yeah. It fits. I mean, the personality. I mean, <laughs> what did I say? Apostrophe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hook reference. One of the best movies of all time. For those that don't Lightning know, just strike my brain. <laughs> that must have hurt. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you because we I get it a, a, a lot, and so I'm just going to assume that everyone that sells skis gets it. Um, the, the, the amount is, is still, it's really odd because like, I know that it, it matters to a certain degree, but it doesn't really matter to me as much, but like to some consumers, like, especially in this particular, you know, category, it's like how much of like a quote unquote twin tipped tail do you give a ski like this? Like visually, right? Sure. Or just like from a rocker standpoint, like if you were to look at it, cause like, I can't tell you how many times people are like, oh, I, I mean, I just want to like a little, I like, uh, you know, I want a little bit more, a little more kick in the back. And you're sure. like, it, Okay, fine. <laughs> but like they don't make skis like that anymore, really. Like not like they used to. Yeah, with the it, aggressive turned correct, up tail. Yeah. And there are still springtime. It, it just absolutely is painful to ski behind. Yeah. 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 Just like a big yeah. rooster. Just You're, like you guys gotta watch your teeth on those days. I know. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude. dude knock on, it's hit my fake tooth a bunch. What, what was that Rosie that had the S3? The S3. Yes. Mm-hmm. That rooster tail was yep. insane. The, the Seth pistol. Seth that was pistol, one of the yeah. worst skis of all time to ski yep. behind. It's true. It just it just kicks up snow like crazy. But anyways, back back to like the point of purchase when someone's like, oh, I, like for Ripsy, for example, like obviously there's rocker in the tail. Sure. Obviously you can ski it switch. Obviously it's gonna have it's gonna feel nice behind you. It's releasing. It feels great. But like visually, it's visually meant to not have that. And I think some people, the people that would buy a Ben Chetler 100, are like, I want my ski to look like this. Yep. So like when you're kind of in that development process, you still want to make the ski ski and perform the way you want it to. But like how much of that goes into it because it's obviously something uh, quite a bit. So you, one of the, one of the things that we talked about when it was like looking at the profile of the ski and just kind of backing into it, like it should have about this much camber, this much percent of the ski should be camber under yeah. underfoot, right? We know it works. It grips well, it has good pop. And then knowing that this customer is looking for a greasier feel. Okay. We need to have more tail rockers. So what do we have in ripstick? Let's do a little bit more, but also let's change the flex of the tail, right? That's and you when you look at it, it's got the right amount of kick, but a lot of it comes down to how that tail actually responds to yeah. it. It's quite a bit softer, so it makes it more compliant skiing backwards. Yeah, well, I mean, one thing I noticed on the on the finished product, and again, like if you guys feel free to to, to correct me if you feel something differently, but when you, when you're running it kind of flat, right? 
it definitely you can feel or or at lower-ish speeds like or it's not tipped up on full like edge angle. it's really playful it's sure. really really playful <clears throat> but what's weird is that like when you get it locked in it f- up really high up, yep high at higher and quickly. speeds yeah quickly, it rails it, it like locks in yep which I don't, I can't figure it. I don't, I mean, it skis really well. It skis great. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about. Like, I think one difference that um, maybe a not great tester would think between, say, like a, a bent 100 and a playmaker. Like, if they can't get skis up high, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this bent grips way better. Sure. Like, you can trust that way more mm-hmm. all day. Because that playmaker, it is loose. Yep. But I can carve on a playmaker way better than I can on a bent, but you have to just kind of get past that point where it feels weird. And then it is gripped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It is sick. Yep. You have and that's to, the you unique trust. It. You do, but just go all the way there and you're, you're golden. Yep. Which is, it's just a weird reason I bring it up is because it's just a weird feeling for a ski that feels like that. Like right as you start to go in most skis, it's more like linear mm-hmm. on the way there. And in the playmaker, it is very, much progressive and like yeah, yeah. It's, yeah a it's a super like, smooth rocker profile right and if you think about who we were you know the the performance characteristics characteristics mm-hmm. we were trying to achieve it was that loose feel right it allows you at slow speeds to play with the ski a little bit more whether you're using it as like a ground trick park ski right or just you know using it in tight trees right? You have to oh, yeah. be able to skid and pivot really well. Yeah. So we, uh, when we were designing the ski, it was like, okay, see, these are some of the words that we're trying to achieve too, right? Surfy, slarvy, pivoty, um, loose. And it, it just, it works, right? Because of that rocker profile, we call it surf rocker. Um, so it's got really like smooth. It's almost tough to tell where the tip starts and the rocker starts, mm-hmm. right? They seem to be just one. And I think that's, that's really where that feeling of being so loose at, on a flat ski or at a low angle comes from yeah and you can you can feel it which yeah. is awesome I, I think a lot of people that are that are going to buy this ski ultimately and they're gonna they're going to ski it they'll feel the same thing in a really positive way they'll they'll just feel like they can ski an incredible amount of train and snow conditions at a lower speed and i feel th- like it's like they're having fun i think for so many hard charging skiers that feel like they have too much ski when they're in some just flatter low angle stuff or going slower through tight trees that the playmaker is the best tool for the job because it does that way better. It's not so cumbersome in those situations, but you can still, I mean, you can, you can rip. I mean, not to no pun intended with its sibling, the ripstick, but that ski can shred. Yep. And we touched on a little bit, but I'm curious, like as this line expands, um, which I would, I'm going to assume that it's going to like, are you guys as the white and pink checking out? I mean, I know we're, we like it. I mean, we think it's fucking super sick. I, not everyone is at, as like you know wild and free as some of us here at Ski Monster are. Um, but like, are you getting positive initial feedbacks yes. on the? Okay. Yep. And it, it it was it was a little bit polarizing at first, mm-hmm. but by and large, it's like I'll I'll anecdotally, there's a story that our Midwest rep Ray sent me. He's like, hey, funny thing is, like I was talking to this older buyer. You know, he was 62 years old. Um, he had just come in, loves ripstick, blah, 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 loves our skis. Um, but he said, I really think you guys missed it with the white and pink graphic or like pink is just that color is done. And then he said, Ray says, but at the same time, three young shop guys who are selling skis, um, come in backwards, dressed very different than the guy who was giving his feedback. And there's like, a, the ski skis great. B the graphic is dope. We love pink. 
Like, what kind of fucking idiot would come up with like a pink ski at about 102 millimeters yeah, in the waist? Know. You know, like, who would he, do that? You're taking a lot of heat. I think I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Look at the vacuum you created in the market, though. <laughs> yeah. Man, we're going to have to start a new trend. No, but it, I, and I think it's good for. You know, we, we already talked about kind of where this fits in your in your lineup, but it, it is the the one category where Alon gets to, again, no pun intended, be a little bit more playful, yep. you know? And I think you're trying to appeal to a little bit different of a demographic than the ripstick customer, and and that's a great way to do it. I mean, obviously, the ski skis really well, but when it's on the wall, it, it stands out. It stands you know? out from our line, and it stands out from most of what's available in the category, right? Yeah. If you take the top, five or six hundred-ish wasted free ride twins and you put them next to each other, they have a common theme, right? There's a yeah. lot of art, artist-inspired yep. skis. Um, and that definitely came up. We, we got feedback that was like, no, this, this crowd needs an artist-style ski. And why would we do that if everybody else is doing that? We need yeah, to speak yeah. in our own language. Yeah. It's also and not very Elan. It, it's definitely not yeah. very Elan. Yeah. No, you're right. So It would have felt forced. Yep. So so the designers, again, Clarissa and Luca, really were able to create something different with the, within the lineup that was very creative. It, it was its own ski. It didn't look like anybody else's, and it didn't look like ours. But it has our... our design architecture, right? Like the, the consistency of the logo, logo placement, the name placement, the icons, and the use of like the interlocking ease, those, the old school ease yeah. that we used to use. So they integrated all these really cool things, but made it a ski that just doesn't look like anything else we do. Yeah. Yep. Just cause I'm still thinking about, cause you said that, and we had we talked about it a little bit, but like, what, what was the push with the, with doing pink and blue at the time for Fisher? Was it, was it, was the Austrians not trust that uh, a men's ski would all, would just sell in pink, and they're like, yeah, we, ha we, ha we have to have a yeah. blue. Like well, men just, in America aren't going to ski in pink skis. Yeah, well, just in general, yeah, it was so polarizing to have like you know, and again, another more traditional, somewhat you know, conservative brand, and like coming out with couldn't go both feet in. You know, it had to be like, okay, well, we get offer a blue one in case you know people because it was a great ski, but like if you make it only in pink, that just like you said, unfortunately, most buyers are 60-year-old dudes. And if they think it's stupid to have a pink ski, they're not going to bring it in. But Whereas you, not looking necessarily at what the, what the consumer wants. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a safety net, essentially. Yeah. But, um, you, but you guys saw a trend. I mean, I think we all saw a trend. But, if, you know, if working at the brand, like, the blue was offered. But, I mean, the book. Pink sold. The pink sold better. Yeah. Yeah. Hat, yeah, hat yeah. yeah. And that was at a time when, you know, Again, you're looking at color trends just like you guys are doing. And, you know, it was popping in outerwear. Everything was, like, super bright, you know, one color or color blocking. Um, so it was, yeah, I mean, just like you said, that was, like, the lightning in the bottle, you know. And it's there's so many ebbs and flows for brands over the years. That was that was one of them, you know. And so, are, so segueing that into Elan, are you guys going to kind of, you know, kind of stay on that same trend, like with the Fisher unisex kind of idea with this ski, or are you going to offer this construction in like a more wing specific? Uh, the the plan right now, and we can talk more about it in the future. In fact, I hope to. Okay. Um, but cool. yes, the, the, it, the unisex really works here. Um, it doesn't work everywhere. The feedback has been very consistent from both men and women that the colors work in both directions um, and that it's more about like 
overall graphic appearance are the are the sizes right are the widths right um this actually the greenish the pet we call it petrol green right that's a like a hallmark a lawn color um that has been really solid feedback on women um they're just like oh that thing that color is on trend like and then you look and you see so many jackets or pant yeah. combos that are like a a version of pink and that color green and it's so uh but to answer your question i got off topic there um, but yes, stay unisex with this. Got it. There's no, there's no reason to, to start planning any changes for something that we're getting really good feedback on right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I was, I, I assumed that, but it was, you know, I wanted to ask you directly, um, to, and remind me cause I, I, I don't remember it. So what's the, what's the size curve on these? Uh, the 91 goes from 156 to 188. Okay. And the 101 goes from 164 to 188. Okay. On eight centimeter increments. Okay. So yeah, big, one big spectrum there, like small, smaller skiers, whether it's teens or smaller women right up through like, this is the, the second longest ski we build in the free ride line, right? Once yep. it ripstick 116 goes up to a 193. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, 188 is, seems to be plenty. Yeah. At least in these two footprints. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and the 156 is a good is a good length of the 91. Yep. If you want to. Yeah, killer, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's key. And they ski really short. You know, I would say that one of the one of the things that I noticed is like I ski the 180 and I've been skiing 180 since I moved back to New England. Pri previous to that, skiing in Tahoe is like I always wanted something a little longer right. because there's no trees, there's steeper pitches, there's longer hills. Like it it's just easier to handle. Um this is a ski actually that a, a stronger skier even at a, you know, medium size build can ski up comfortably if the place that they ski um, the resort they ski at or the, the terrain that they ski is is a little bit more aggressive you can go up and up in it comfortably and it still retains that really easy playful feel yeah i mean i mean to bring garrett back into the conversation again is because <clears throat> this is like a ski built for him essentially yep. <clears throat> excuse me and he is a gargantuan you know he's like six five yeah he was not built for skiing no but yet, like, he just like, glides around out there somehow. And he, we, ha we don't have the 188. We don't have the 180. We just have the 180. Gotcha. And he's been skiing it. Like, every time he goes out, and he's like, dude, these are really good. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he's They're got really some park good. background, too, right? Oh, Garrett? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but not like his brother. His brother's 10 times better than him. Oh, ouch. It's true. Wow. Ouch. The guy goes <laughs> The guy goes on a family trip to ski powder and gets trashed because he's not I mean, running I, the I board. I mean, I saw a couple of kids that saw me yesterday were better than Garrett at Freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that was too loud. Boy, that hit. <laughs> he's going to be listening to his back and be like, fucking yeah. dicks. <laughs> yeah. Never leaving no, wait, again. No, but... but. <laughs> this will yeah. be our first podcast episode with bleeps in it. <laughs> after he yeah, it. after, yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he, um, he actually looks more comfortable on skis than he does like on his walking around. He just, there's a lot of people like that yeah. in the ski world though. Yeah. Right? They just get really comfortable on skis. Like you could go stand on the edge of a 50 foot cliff on a pair of skis and be totally confident. Like you get me near a 50 foot cliff on sneakers and I am absolutely terrified. Oh yeah. I'm looking for something oh, yeah. to hold on to. Yeah. You're like, yeah. what are we doing up here? Yep. But well, if you put edges underneath my feet, I'm like, okay, yeah. I feel well, it's the same thing. I'm not going to jump. It's the same thing when right. you ride a chairlift without skis on. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's weird, weird sensation, feeling. right? Yeah, you're like, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Something, like, why are we on Something's this? pulling me off. <laughs> like, well, this is not safe. And then you have, you have skis on and you're like, you guys want to have a beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even think about it. You're like, oh yeah. This is great. And then you're sitting there in the summertime in shorts. You're like, you 
This is so dumb. Uh, uh, so I know I know we've like in, insinuated a little bit, and I know you you might or not be able to talk about it. But is, is this is this a line moving forward that you think is going to expand? Yeah, it's certainly got potential. Okay, so yeah, there's there's you know there's some plans to uh, expand upon it. Um, you know, it on, only makes sense that we could go down into smaller sizes. We could do a tweener a tweener line. We could yeah. have a bigger ski. Yeah. So that's you know that's all stuff that. Uh, we're considering in development right now. Yep. Yeah. And I know it, again, it's, it's, it's funny. You guys are already thinking about this. We're already talking about it. The skis aren't even for sale yet. Yep. You know, so it's like, obviously you guys need to be ahead of that. And I think all of us know just from, you know, we've been a part of it. We've skied it. We've seen enough other people that have skied it and enjoyed it. Like this is, it's clearly going to be successful. So, you know, for you guys, you've got to have that, you know, or already did a year ago in the back of your head, like, okay, this, this is going to work. Where, where are we going from here? We're not just going to have two skis in this family. Um, so I think that's exciting as well, you yeah. know, moving forward. I mean, the blueprint, it's no secret. It goes out several years. Yep. Um, but when it really comes time to develop, you know, where we're working on 24, 25 right now, um, it's really, you know, progressed along, but things change. You, you know, something in the market might change or you yep. might, somebody brings up a good point like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Do we actually need it there? Right. Um, so do you guys get confused? Yes. Like, because you're always dealing, you're dealing with as much 100%. future product as I am more actually, right? Because you have all these brands that you're it's working crazy. with. This year has been the weirdest one because when we were in Utah with vendors, almost the whole trip was spent on 2024, 25 skis yep. where normally we're on just the skis that will be coming out in the fall. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I have no clue what year it is. And then you're talking about is. then you're talking about three years. You're and then, talking about the current <laughs> year, what hits next fall. And then the fall after that. Somebody asks you about a ski that's in your store and you're like, oh yeah, the old one. Yeah. And then, <laughs> or they ask you to service one from two years ago and you're like, oh, that thing's probably five years old. Yeah. And like, no, yep. no, no, it's not. It's well, and when you ski that, so many skis from the future, it's like, dude, I already know what ski of the year is for 2024, <laughs> It's done. As long as they don't fuck it up, it's happening. Yeah. We, there's an opportunity on DraftKings for that, isn't there? There is. Now that it's legal. Yep. That's a good idea. Yep. You slut dog, you. Uh -huh. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm um, mixing that in with my golf gambling. <laughs> <laughs> How many tampons will Tiger slip to JT oh, today? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched uh, Full Swing yet? No. Oh, dude, you got to check it out. Not to derail this into a golf podcast, but like, check it out. Okay. Okay. That's enough golf. Let's talk. No, golf. I still have to buy. I still have to buy clubs. I, I, wanted, I wanted to do it last year, and then I like, like I couldn't move my hip. And oh, after was, that day. Yeah, that day. I was like, oh, dude, I'm like, tomorrow I'm going. And the next day I wake up and I'm like, I can't get out of bed. My hip, my hip is frozen. <laughs> like, I guess I'm not buying clubs today. Has Matura figured out how to use his new clubs yet? Oh, absolutely. Well, the beauty of that is he lives on Vashon, right? There's not a very... Vashon. 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 I'm not a local. I don't live on an I thought island. it was fucking Vashon. Yeah, I thought... Vashon. Frenchies landed on the eastern part of this. Vashon. Vashon. But no, he's, he actually came in. He was like, hey, I got to play like three days last week. Damn. Oh, man. I am so jealous. Damn. So He's committed. He is. He's he is. fully committed. Um, well, before we wrap this, dude, wh where are you guys going to ski test? Yes. All the ski tests? Some of the ski tests? Are you taking these to the ski test? These All the ski will, test questions. These will be at Free Skier. Ooh. Are you guys going to Free Skier? We Fuck are. Yeah, no. dude. Yeah. 
I can't wait to want to get steaks and 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 Jack's yeah hole. yeah yeah. <laughs> can you um, can you make sure that one of our can skis disappears for the entire day? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that, and that you <laughs> and that you take me with you. <laughs> take yeah. me with you. Yep, we'll be doing that. Um, we're actually, you know, with a new ski like this to come some new opportunities. Um, you know, obviously, we're finding success working with retailers, right? Yeah, they, they support us, so we're actually more most interested right now in the sort of testing that you do. Um, and then new schoolers actually um, will be will be entering the one hundred and one in their test. Cool, just Sick. to test the market. Like it's a completely different market in fact they sent some feedback over today or so like a, a thread or whatever it is and it was like oh it's dope I'm like, <laughs> more cool kids are saying things that are nice about this ski so it's nice like you know it's just nice to have people saying like good things about your skis yeah well yeah. And, and again that's cool for Alon to be now like part of that conversation with other outlets yeah you know and we're extremely fortunate to be in that discussion yeah uh ski magazine uh, yeah, Ski Magazine. Yep. Uh, yep, we have skis out there. Um, that'll focus more on like Ripstick Black Edition. Okay. Uh, the new uh, Wingman 86 Black Edition, which mm. is like the super Cadillac ride. Okay. Um, you know, I think their customers may be a little bit more focused on the all-mountain line. <laughs> all-mountain between like 80 and 110? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you know, their categories certainly lean like all the way down into like the high 60 millimeter waists yeah. where like, yeah, you're probably like, when's the last time you saw a ski below 90 or 95 at free skier? Yeah. Do they go below 90? I don't think yeah. they do. Yeah, they some, you you used to bring them, right? Yeah. yeah it might That's be all they have. Motives. Right. Did you bring a nightstick? <laughs> Dude, nightstick won their park test like three years in a row. All right. Yeah, I knew you were so, going to stand up for that. Yeah, bribes, dude. He'll he'll he will he'll die on that nightstick, dude. Yeah. Dude, don't I, joke about that. What? Like dude, a samurai guy? The fuck? Uh, you brought up ripstick black. Uh, as you know, that's one of the literally the entire staff's favorite ski. Like, uh, what's Thanks, guys? What's what's happening there? Uh, we have just an updated look for this year, right? Okay, that ski works so well, and it's yep. it's really yeah, it fucking in, does. It's two and a half years in God, um, to the like redesign like six years old to us it does but it really like you know we run we had the uh, initial black edition which didn't have the the quad rod technology right the super fun to say super fun to ski um so that's really working well and that that is <laughs> that that didn't need to be changed right yeah. there's certain things that like yeah we just need to make it look good yeah the the performance speaks for itself it complements the rest of the line you know it's where ripstick is perfect for 90% of the people walking into ski shops buying skis for that person who's maybe used to a metal ski or and wants something a little bit more um, nimble and lighter yep. that black edition really just fills that yeah obviously so you added um, you added a wingman then yep. for next year yep. to to the black edition so the yeah the basically the three categories that we've been focusing on for the last five years wingman wildcat and ripstick all have a black edition model in it got it and they're all super sweet that uh, wingman one is like, do you guys ski a lot on a 86 millimeter waist? Not really. 88? 88, right? Yeah. That's about like the, 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 you get on this thing and it is just like. Dude, could you imagine if it was wingman 88 just instead? Oh, wow. Shh. I'm glad you whispered that. <laughs> they won't hear it. That was subtle. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Imagine it. <laughs> hey, we've heard that. We've heard Wingman 88. We've heard Ripstick 88 Black Edition. 
Mm. You know, so that's skewed fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would. Yep. yep. Why are you making backup noises? Yeah. <laughs> I was bleeping it out. We have to bleep out a couple of Eric's, so Yeah. Uh no, that would be sick. Yeah. Red ideas like that, the future's bright. Yeah. What happens if we throw six rods in there? Just to find out. Just to what do we call it? Eight. How about Octorod? Octorod. So you got to double it every time. It's Octorod. Octorod. Where you should trade? Octorod.com. Right yeah, now. good luck trademarking it, dude. Already on the phone. Design drawings. Yeah. Can you, can you, where are we going to put all these things? We'll sketch it. Dude, Octorod. Dude. Octorod. Like yep. some on top of the ski. Yeah. When in doubt, add a rod, dude. Dude, add two. Two, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are we going to open these beers or no? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll have one. I don't have any. Should, should we go else? out on those? Yeah, let's go, out on, yeah. let's go, let's go on. out on the beers. Have one of those. Thanks, and, Ben. Know, it's uh, it's always fun um, to do this project with Woodstock Inn and Brewery, right? Like we've done a beer with every ski we've launched, and it's like uh, maybe we don't maybe we don't do it this year, and it's that's a horrible idea. I can't believe I would ever think that way. Like especially when you see like I, oh I didn't bring the swag. I have some some cool stuff in the in the truck um, that I should have brought up. Right, the pom yeah. pom hat that yeah we could have been wearing. And, and like, I saw somebody hood, else wearing a hoodie. The hoodies are sick. And then it's like then we have these sick looking skis. And then you just yeah. You know, so this is this, this is, is what number four fourth edition of the beers that you've been doing yep. with these guys. Yeah, we've done this ripstick. Is, we've done wingman. We did uh, ripstick tour, and now yep. we have playmaker. playmaker. Fresco, cheers, bro. Thanks, fellas. Cheers. Always good to get together with you. Yep. Thanks for being here. This is unusual that we're cheers. having beers. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. All right. Playmaker, it's awesome. It's new. It's exciting. We're all stoked on it. Peace. Peace. Peace.